Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Dana Morris joining me here today. Shine brighter every day, nourish your body, feed your spirit, balance your life. And then here's what I want to say about all of that. And don't forget to live it. Don't forget to live it. Don't forget that we live in a place where we have enormous gifts around us. You know, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're coming from. You know, for me as a kid growing up in, what do we used to call it? The New York, the cement jungle. You know, the high point of my day was climbing up on the monkey bars. And that was a moment of gratitude. Or maybe it was grandma cooking them meatballs. And you're thinking to yourself, do I really have to wait till Sunday, dude? Really? Do we have to wait? No, grandma wasn't like that. Grandma was like, eat the meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I'm having too much fun. But what is it about the world we live in? What is it about our lives? What is it we think we absolutely have no control over? And we think once upon a time that we have fallen victim to whatever that is. Well, that's not the show today. The show today is with Dana is to talk about we are now in a place. If you take the words of Viktor Frankl or others like Viktor Frankl, we are in a place that we get to light up that inner spirit we have we get to nourish from the inside the out and that which we cannot see we get to do that we just need somebody like dana to sit down with us and remind us one that we have that two that we could experience it and three that in whatever language that she is gonna speak today, and I don't know which one's gonna show up, that we can talk about joy and that everything in life should vibrate with fun and love. Today, I'm so thrilled to have her back, to be talking with her about this ignition switch we have that can help all of us just rock this world. Dan, it's great to have you. Oh, it's so good to be back. Thank you for having me back. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what language you're going to speak today. Um, I don't know. You know, I woke up this morning. This is funny. I woke up this morning and I thought for a minute, ah, like what color am I going to wear? Oh, wait a minute. Dan is going to be on. You know, and I thought, oh, man, you got your, like, don't wear that. So I wore red. And so there you are in, like, orange. And so I want to talk about this for a minute. Here we are, red and orange. What the heck does that say about us and the whole idea about China Brighter? Oh, yeah. It also says a lot about our, I just found out that Pat is Sagittarius. Is it your sun sign as well? 
Oh my so, God, I so got four planets in Sagittarius and four in Capricorn in my moon. So it's like Sag is up here in the Saggy thing, and there's like four of those in there. And then right next to them is Capricorn and the moon. So yeah, that's me. So so it could be the fire that's in us. Like, you know, we're to have like this passion. This, this is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me Whoever's ask watching is like, uh, what are they on? What the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my God, dude, I have like a bright orange car. I have a bright orange car. So if if David can find a picture of that bright orange car, there we go. I want to ask you about something because this is something interesting I've been contemplating. uh, I've been observing myself. So let me just tell you what that sounds like if you get inside my head some days. So I'm observing myself. I don't ruminate about things. Like, for example, I don't ruminate about my past and what that was like. I'm also not like a worry, worry, worry. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I'm going to get my knees replaced. And I'm not, so like, I'm not that. But once in a while, I will sort of get on a focused tangent. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I want to ask you about is here we are speaking with you. You have been through a lot. How have you been able to navigate the water, the waters of overcoming challenges, stay focused to your passion, right? And then decide, I'm going to write a book and get out and talk to like a million people. How did you come to do that? I think love that when you... I love the pause right there because I'm <laughs> hanging on the edge of my seat right there. Down. Go ahead. <laughs> I think when you when you go to sleep at night and when you wake up in the morning and you have like this itch of something that you have and you you're not really sure what it is but when you do it or when you you feel like it's something and as you get closer to it 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 your body goes like yes 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 that's it and I think sometimes I'm like what is it what is it that I really want to do I still ask that question so for all of you out there that think that when you when you've written the book when you've done the thing you want to do you're still going to be like, what is it that I really want to do? And all I know is that my heart, my whole body, like, and it's funny, I smiled when you're asking me the question, because I'm really going through that now uh, with the pandemic happening and having to help my family a lot. It's been really tough for me to balance, like being there for others and being there for myself and like understanding how to do this. And we have some exciting news because my book is going to be relaunched next year. So we have like an exciting new chapter that's going to be re- like launched in the relaunch. So I'm working on that as well. And, and it's like, well, what is it that I really want? Like, what do we want from life? What is worth? Like you could have the biggest castle, you could have the, everything, but what is it that's going to really light you up? What's going to make you feel satisfied with yourself? And all I can tell you is awakening, like feeling like you've inspired a spark of curiosity in someone else is a thing that that most gives me like that makes me like feel that there's nothing else in life like and then getting messages or connection from people saying I never knew that this was so simple I never knew that this could be so easy like I'm a different person I go to the bathroom every day I'm a different person like and having that like oh my god this is so simple I really it's like you can't go to bed at night you can't you're you're itchy until you do what you got to do and um i started to to feel this urge to write a book when i was actually studying at university 
I wanted to write. I was always writing. And I used, I, I lived in Portugal and I would travel to London you know, like three times a year, like for four months, like at a time to study. And then I would come back at the holidays or whatever. And every time I was in the airplane, I would write and write and write. I didn't even know what was coming out of me, but it was like, when there's this energy of motion that just flows through you, it's kind of like you have to do it. And some people are like, oh, so how many books have you sold? And I'm like, well, it's not about how many books I sell. It's about, it's, it's not about the result. It's really about the process. And I think you get that as you get older, because when you're young, you want results, results, results. Um, obviously, results are amazing, because when you have a result, you know that you're getting somewhere. But it not, might not be the result that you imagined for yourself at first when you began. So to answer your question, like, where did I get the force? I think the force comes from inside of you. And as long as you're connected with yourself, as long as you're not anesthesiated, let's just say drugged. As long as you're drugging yourself with anything, <laughs> even if it's food, a lot of people drug themselves, they anesthesize themselves with food. They, they numb themselves, numbing. Okay, so as long as you're not numbed by uh, like very highly processed junk food, a lot of sugar, drugs, alcohol, um, antidepressants, any kind of thing that's gonna change the chemistry in your body, and you really fight to be connected with yourself, you will have that flame, that energy that flows through you, whether it's painting, whether it's writing, whether it's teaching, whether it's whatever it is. And I think we need to have courage to be able to listen to that. And and by all means, don't quit your day job because you feel like you like writing and you want to become a writer. Like, it's not about doing that all the time. It's not about making your main income that. Um, it's really about finding balance. And I mean, I could do a whole, only a whole talk only about that. Um, but I'm also reading a book that I absolutely love by Elizabeth G uh, Gilbert, Big Magic. It's beautiful. So it's good. totally beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So look, let's talk about this because uh, thank you for that answer because you hit about 15 different things that normally it takes somebody an hour to do. But that's what I know about you. One of the things I love about that I carry forward, I was asked a question the other day, and you're going to laugh about this a little bit is when somebody was listening to the show and they were hearing what we're doing and we're hearing, you know, after four years, you know, a complete write, rewrite of software for us and our technology is finished and what the, what the impact is that's gonna be. So a lot of times what people hear is, well, the impact of that is, what is the impact of that, Pat? Oh, you're gonna do this and you're gonna grow and you're gonna do this. The impact for us is we didn't build this just so we can say we built it. The impact is to reach as many people as we can with messages of hope, with solutions, with possibilities, with inspiration, and potential action they can take. That, that's like, why, that's why we're yeah, doing like, it. You know, I mean, who in the world spends hundreds of thousands of dollars buying airtime because, as a hobby? You don't. But here's the thing I love that you say. And I think that this is a disease. This is your quote. Ready? <laughs> I like reeling down to earth. You must have Capricorn because that ain't a Sagittarian. Just saying. <laughs> I love to dance a boogie and do so anywhere in public just for fun and to get out of my comfort zone. 
you and I, we ought to do something like that. Although now, this age <laughs> of my life, I will keep my clothes on. And because I believe this is it. This was my answer. When somebody asked me this the other day, I, I just literally stole this from you. Because I believe that staying in your comfort zone for too long can kill you. So when I was asked about this, about why are you doing it? Man, what are you doing? Like now you're writing a book and now you're doing that. And dude, you should just be like in, I'm like, no, I, I'm doing it so that I, I don't want to stay in my comfort zone too long because it will kill me. Talk to wow. them, please. I never had a good answer for people. I didn't have a good answer. I mean, it was, I would always try to be like, well, let me explain why I'm doing it. Uh, And then you talk to yourself and people look at you and say, that doesn't make sense. Now I just say, yeah, this is what Dana says. This is, I'm saying what she says, because that's it. Talk to that thing right there. Oh my god, I'm so honored. I'm so happy that I've given you an answer to like stand up for yourself. Like 10 years of that question. And I never I didn't I had not had a good answer 10 years. Every year I get asked that question by family, friends, people around me. And I've never had this answer. But the reality of this Anna is that it's true. It really is true. Right? You know, this comfort zone this thing that we think about as a comfort zone, it's not a comfort zone at all. I don't know about you, but anytime I've sort of been in my comfort zone, it has not felt good. <laughs> but it's, it's good to actually clarify what that actually means for our listeners, yeah, because a lot of us think that, like, and I actually talked about this on another interview that I had, which is like people confuse the concept of pleasure and suffering to be opposites. Um, and that in life you shouldn't suffer ever. Like suffering is terrible and we shouldn't suffer and we should do everything to have joy and pleasure all the time. But I'm, I'm, you know, I I don't think that life is only about like, we are an expansive and contractive, uh, organism. We are constantly growing our spirit, everything. So it's all about waves and about movement. And there are moments where you contract and you need that time to then be able to expand and it's like this movement and suffering is not it's 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 like it's a color it's it's something that you pass through where you're supposed to get bigger so a lot of people are like oh i'm in so much pain or like for example just to give you guys an example this is the way i live life i got bitten by a wasp yesterday for the first time in my life i was pretty freaked out because i didn't know if i had any kind of allergic reaction or what was going to happen in the next few hours um, and so I stayed calm and like, I put ice on it and I kind of looked like looked up some stuff that I should do. And I just did those things and I just continued with my normal day. But when I got home, I was like, what does this mean? It wasn't just like, Oh, for me, I got like, what does this mean? Why did I get, what is a wasp? So I was like, okay, what is the symbol, like symbolism of ancient, like wisdom of a wasp? And what does this mean? And it's my right leg and where it was on my Achilles, it's like on my Achilles. So I was like, what does that mean? And that's like a very symbolic place. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So it's like, instead of us being the victim in any situation in life, there's always, even if it's your mom driving you mad, your mom is not going to change. You're the one who has to change. You're the young one. You're the one that has to still live your life. So it's like, we always have an opportunity to learn. When we have a relationship with someone that we don't like, why did we attract this kind of person? 
it doesn't mean we have to stay in it but why did we attract what is what did that person bring us as a gift everyone has there's always an opportunity to learn in every situation so it's if it's about our perspective it's not about going through suffering it's really like okay what am i going to get out of this and i kind of love all kinds of relationships every relationship i ever get into i'm always like wow this is a complicated person awesome what am i going to learn from this like i know i'm not going to stay with him forever but what am i going to learn or like whatever it is like if there's a friend and there's a situation it's like okay what can i learn from this so i think first we need to understand that suffering is not bad it's not like where your hands are being cut off and you're bleeding that is not what we're talking about it's about and like something that happens in your body where you have to be bigger than you think you are and this pandemic helped a lot of us understand that like during this pandemic for people to get through it we had to kind of drag out of ourselves something we thought we didn't even have like a capacity of dealing with a situation far greater than we knew that we were capable of doing when you give birth you suffer but after that it's like what the hell just happened and you change as a person so suffering i think first has to be taken out of the like negative box and it it should be looked more like an opportunity it's not we're not wanting to suffer but the concept of going through challenges being faced through challenges uh, cristiano ronaldo he's a portuguese fellow friend of mine but he's not a friend well <laughs> he's a friend you mentioned his name he better dang be a friend <laughs> no i'm only kidding yeah so yeah he's like you know world player and like i like what he wrote the other day is like our success is not is not like defined by the, the, what we achieve. It's defined by the obstacles that we overcome. And so suffering should be actually like nicely in a box with obstacles and overcoming challenges. So when you overcome a challenge, it's hard, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It's, it's where you're gonna grow and you're gonna get stronger and everything good in life is gonna come from that. So it's really about like, okay, wow, I'm gonna challenge. How am I gonna make this challenge? as exciting and fun as possible. And that's where the word joy comes in. And that's what this whole little conversation just to talk about getting out of our comfort zone and having joy all along. So, wow, I'm in a challenging situation. I'm gonna have fun in this challenging situation. So I'm going to learn, I'm gonna, it's gonna be hard. There's gonna be some suffering, but at the time I'm gonna make chocolate chip cookies and I'm gonna have fun doing it. And it's a difficult time, but we're gonna have a party doing it. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're gonna get stronger. Uh, if you're in a relationship, you're gonna get stronger. Your relationship is gonna get stronger when it goes through the challenge. You both are actually gonna be closer than you were before if you get through the challenge. As a family, if you go through a challenge, usually a lot of like, if someone dies in a family, it brings people together because people get stronger when they get through a challenge together. So coming back to the comfort zone, a lot of people think that when life is perfect and everything is comfortable, that's great. But in fact, that's not great because nothing, you're not actually growing as a person. And if you're not growing, then the question is, what are we doing here? And that comes to, you know, our beliefs and everything. Now, I believe that we should all be here having like enjoying life fullest all the time, but growth is, has to go in hand in hand with that. And it just feels so much better because most people that you talk to that are in their comfort zone, eventually get onto meds. And when I say meds, like some kind of antidepressants and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's are all proved to come from uh, the fact that we stop using our brain. So our body is made to be in constant usage and constant challenge. And when I say challenge, it's like, okay, it's raining today, but I really don't feel like going outside. Why don't you feel like going outside? Oh, because I feel sad. Okay, well, if you feel sad, then you should challenge yourself and get yourself out. 
no, because I'm really tired and you need to sleep. Okay, well, listen to your body. So it's it's not like there's not a formula. And this is what I teach. This is people are like, what should I do? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you how to listen to yourself. And the first chapter of my book is listen to your body. And it could be a whole chapter only on that. And I find that it is the most important, like my courses, the courses that I give, my online courses, the first class is only about listening to your body. And it's incredible because most of my students will have achieved 80% of their challenges of all their objectives in the first, by the, like after six days of the first class only. And they haven't changed any food habits. They haven't done any shopping. They've only become aware of their body. Yeah, you know why that is? Here, let me tell you why that is. Not that you asked my opinion, by the way. But let me just give you a sense, because since the last time we chatted and rereading your book again, a light bulb went on for me. I mean, look, you're a certified health educator. You are somebody that is out there. You and I are probably way up on the optimism scale in a lot of things. And yet we've had challenges and still do. But one of the things I realized when I read this, and I'm so glad you mentioned this, about the people that you work with and that how they achieve objectives just by doing this one thing. Do you know what I learned about this? There's a reason we don't listen to our bodies. And it's because we are scared to death of what we might find out. And, and part of it is we're not like working in a space that says you're listening to your body so that you can make this positive movement, positive change. You can look and adjust. You can hear your body and acknowledge it and give it. And, you know, that to me uh, is if you talk to people and ask them, why have I not gotten a blood test? Or if you talk to people and they are feeling really fatigued and you say, well, do you think maybe you should check in with where that's happening? This is the place, and this is your part of your work and my work. The hardest thing for me to do in my life was to face myself. Really, to face myself. 1989 was the first time I really faced myself. And I don't know what got me there. I talk about being taken over by an alien. Right. I do believe it was my my creator, spiritual universe, whatever you want to call it, that grabbed me and said, I'm going to give you another chance to really look and change. I want to ask you this question. You and I have been through challenges. I've listed them. I did a show the other day where I just rifle through the first 21 years of my life. And then I went back and I said, this is what I've learned from it. I don't think we're given obstacles or challenges because there's nothing that the universe has to do other than really put us through that. I don't think that's it. But somebody asked me a question the other day and they said, I don't know. I didn't have your life. Like my mom didn't commit suicide. Nobody beat me in Catholic school. I don't think I had any challenges. And I looked at them, and here's what I said, and I want to ask you the same question. I said, really? I said, so tell me about, like, when you were born 
and you like saw your parents like walking around standing up on two legs and there you were like this little teeny baby and you're thinking dang i need to get up and be like the big people and you tried to do it and you grabbed onto something and then you fell on your bum then you tried again and then you cried dude that's a challenge you're walking today you overcame it what the heck are you talking about and and so we forget that challenges don't have to be my mom committed suicide. They could be other things. How do we capture the lessons, Dana? How do we do that? Your book, it's, not only the beginning of the book, but we're going to talk about the rest of it. These are some of the changes that you have done all the hard work for us that we could make. We can pick one. We could pick 10. We could pick none. But isn't this a direct factor of looking at ourselves in the mirror and caring enough about ourselves to do whatever we need to do to heal so that we can create the life we are meant to have? It's a, a lot of good questions you're asking there. I'm like, ah, I need like an hour to answer here. Um, the first thing that I, I want to say is that when I was young, if I look back now and I've done that, like, similar to I don't feel like I had a lot like okay I lost my eyesight but I never looked at it like okay if I look at it now I'm like but when I was living I was fine I was doing my thing I just I was like it's warrior just nothing would stop me but I used to put myself in situations that people are like are you serious like I would do things to myself not physically like I would okay so I'll give you guys an example so you're not in the, but I would I, I wanted to learn French better so like, I didn't just take French classes. I was like, I'm gonna go and study in France in the summer at a basketball camp, because I played basketball. And I was like, I'll, just, I'll be able to play basketball, but I'm gonna go to a place that people only speak French. And when I got there, I was like, what is wrong with my brain? Like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't can't even speak to anyone. And I would do that to myself constantly myself in situations where I was like oh my god I'm an idiot like I would travel alone like 18 years old to Brazil and like not have arranged where I was actually exactly going to be staying but I was like I kind of want to have that experience of like not knowing and okay in a safe place like I knew people there and whatever so it wasn't the end of the world but so I'm not saying like go in and drop yourself in the middle but it's like controlled risk if that makes sense it's like you're putting yourself in a safe space where you feel uncomfortable so for example, I prescribe people to go to dance classes to get them out of their comfort zone. Oh, I'm not gonna go and ask someone to dance. I'm not gonna dance with someone else like a salsa or Latin dances or whatever. No way, oh my God, that, it, those kind of things. So we're not talking about like, okay, now you have to go backpacking in Guatemala on your own during, no, you don't have to go and do something that, that you feel like you're gonna suffer. But it's, it's about, putting yourself in situations where you might normally be embarrassed to do, you might be shy to do them. You would never go and do that. Oh my God, you'd never see me do that. Do those things. Um, I'd love to sing at a karaoke bar, but I would die. Okay, go and do it and go do it alone. Don't tell anyone, go and do it on your own. Like do things that create adrenaline in you, but that are safe. I'm not talking about going and like, don't go and bungee jump and skydive. I'm not talking about the, like the radical, uh, you know, kind of cliche things that we are talking about. I'm talking about small things like go and tell your mom that you're sorry. Mm -hmm. Go and thank her 
go and thank her for everything she gave you. Find that place in yourself. I'm not going to go say thank you. Like it's normal. Like parents give things that, well, do you feel grateful? Okay. So it's like, find the courage in yourself to do something that you might just normally not do. Um, tell them it's someone, how much you like them. Tell a friend of yours, how much you appreciate her friendship. Like put yourself out there, not expecting anything in, in return. And just to make you make an effort to get yourself out of your comfort zone. You will grow, you will change. Your body will have exper experiences that you would never have expected. Do things like that you would not normally not do. And, and again, I'm gonna repeat, cause this is, you know, people can interpret any way they want, but I'm not talking about dangerous things. And I'm not talking about things like drastic, like quit your job and or you don't have like a planned, I'm talking about like safe, but where you feel uncomfortable. So like, oh, I really want to go to the cinema, but I have no one to go with. Go alone. I'm not going to go to the cinema alone. Why not? Like, it'll change the way you think about yeah. life. Every these, these are tiny, tiny, small things. Oh, I'd love to be vegetarian, but I wouldn't. Like, my parent, my family is going to think, or my friends are going to make fun of me. Okay, well, plan it and try it. Um, like, try things that you normally wouldn't do. If you really always wanted to travel alone, fine. Like I used to do that as a, as an adolescent. So I was a teenager and I would travel on my own, but to safe environments. So like a camp, but I would go alone. So I didn't know anyone. And I was like 13 years old, 14 years old. Like a lot of, there are not a lot of kids that would do that for the, to themselves, you know? Yeah. Let me tell you something. I am such an introvert. The idea of going to camp alone, that is right up my alley. The idea of going in a karaoke bar and singing in front of a bunch of people holy you know what but i gotta tell you we need to pick song so benny could get the song and like me and you can sing off key because i cannot hold i cannot hold a note hey maybe we'll get the music video song that i was in because that was something outrageous that was this thing for me we're going to talk about getting out of the comfort zone because i don't talk about this music video much because i almost didn't go right but then i thought oh boy what is she saying about the comfort zone we're going to take a short break and we come back what does being out of the comfort zone do and then let's fill in the blank for this next part because this is the part that i didn't get there is a level of care for ourselves and there are things we can learn and what dana has done in her book and in her work shine brighter every day is this is a way for you to pick. So let me just say one thing when we come back. Even if you look at the table about alkaline and acid, even if you look at that in the book and you're like, oh, what is she saying? Oh, wait a minute. I might be able to eat this and maybe not eat this for a week. See, that is a thing out of the comfort zone. That right there. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the moments we've had out of our comfort zones, what they've looked like. Some are really hilarious. I mean, seriously hilarious. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to share it. I just embarrassed myself thinking about the first time I boogie boarded in Hawaii. That was embarrassing. Really take a short break. We'll be right back. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's Angel Messages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. That's the song I was in the music video. Really? No kidding, right? Um, Check it out. Look, before we get started, how do people find out about you? How do they get a copy of the book? Because I do want to talk about, and I said this to you last time. I've never seen a more brilliant way to talk about important things, clear, concise, inviting, acknowledging a people than what you've done in this book. When I first got the book, I thought, wow. And then I read it. And it's like you connect all the dots in a way, by the way, that people can start, take a piece, take another piece. And that's not the case with a lot of books. A lot of books are like, yeah, you got to do this, eat the whole elephant. Um, And actually, you don't recommend doing that. But there's a process that has love behind it. And that's what I want to acknowledge in who you are and what you do for people. Um, how do people get a copy of the book? And then how do they find out more about you? 
Okay, so uh, anyway, first of all, I just want to say thank you for saying that it's hard for us to receive, it's hard for me to receive um, compliments or any kind of, so thank you. Um, so my name is spelled quite uniquely, it's D-A-N-A-H, so it's like, D it's like Dana, it's an Israeli name, D-A-N-A-H, and my last name is M-O-R, so like on the book, at the bottom of the book, D-A-N-A-H, yeah, yeah. And so my website is that. So it's www.danahmor.com. And you can learn a little bit more about me, read my story and, and find out how you can do a course or an online program with me or pr private sessions as well. And the book is also like the links for Amazon right now. The book is available in the, UN, in the US, in the UK and in Australia in stores. Um, so you can try a store nearby like Barnes and Nobles or any of those kind of stores in London and in UK and Waterstones, but otherwise you can order it online on Amazon and on all kinds of platforms that sell books. So, and it's called Shine Brighter Every Day. And if you put in my name, I'm the only Dana Moore in the whole world. So I'm quite, I'm like, wow, I'm so unique. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a reason why. And we're going to talk about this because, you know, the first part of, of the show, we talked about sort of the underpinnings for why change is important and how to go about them. And, you know, this idea of obstacles. And, you know, I, I, I did a half hour skit, like a stand up on really? that little bit I did with you about the baby walking. I literally did a half hour stand up on that in front of an audience once because people were so like dude we have not we don't have your story we were not homeless we were not arrested for something we did and I, and I decided yeah people are not relating to me so let's talk about walking then let's talk about talking and then that goes in so here's what I want to say I love this comfort zone thing so let's give people an example so here I am a girl from New York I'm in a relationship with somebody from Hawaii all my friends now are Hawaiian. We're in Hawaii. My, my, one of my friends taught the Hawaiian language Kamehameha school. So here I am, all of a sudden I come off the plane and I'm like breathing the Hawaiian air and I'm like, oh my God, I've come home. Really? Love the water, can't swim. Boom. But I love the water. You can't get me out of the water. Never had the experience of like the boogie boarding thing where you get on the little board, right? and you paddle out and then you like come in with the weight. So we get up like super early in the morning and this is like my first experience. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, dude, you cannot go, no, we're not gonna go to the North Shore. We're gonna go to Waikiki with you because like teeny weeny baby waves. So we're all lined up. My friends are all supportive and they're all waiting on the shoreline and out I'm paddling, paddling, paddling. And I go out and I'm out there and then the little wave comes in and I'm riding in and I'm coming in and I made it. And I stand up and my friends are cheering and they're laughing. I lost the top half of my suit. <laughs> <laughs> Serious? So it was like their lucky day, more to say. It wasn't yours. It was their lucky day. I'm always like, well, whoever sees it, lucky day for them. Like. <laughs> so here's what, my, here's what my, my Hawaiian friends, here's what they did. This is so perfect. So the culture, right, these, these folks, my friends grew up pretty much no shoes, pretty much skinny diving. Oh so this they considered a super rite of passage for oh. me. I love now, that story. 
But that is like one thing that led to a comfort zone. But here's the key for this for me. And this I would like you to talk to. For somebody like me, who grew up in the environment I grew up and had the level of abuse I had as a child, not having your clothes on in public is one of the greatest challenges one can have. And I love the way the universe did that because after that point, I don't think I kept my shirt on, to be honest with you, but (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But the reason I'm bringing this up is these are moments we get and what we do with them can help us grow. What we do with them can hold us back. If our body fails us, right? If the body fails us, we have an opportunity to change what we put in it. And we're going to talk about that today. But you see, I could have taken that experience and went to guilt and shame. And if I'd have been around people in a not safe environment, like you said, but dude, these people like had about five different lays and they kind of put them on me. And I got to tell you, I didn't put my shirt on because I got the lay on. It was cool. But we don't always have to do something like that to make progress, do we? We don't at all. And but what you said, you said the words and I I was like, oh my God, I'm going to underline those words. It's our choice. It's really our choice how we how we perceive life is not about what you have and what happens to you. It's about how you perceive and how you live through what you have. So like you said, there are a lot of people that don't have many problems or issues. And I know a lot of people that are quite have have had quite an easygoing life. But they're not happy and they're in their comfort zones and they don't know what to do to get out of their comfort zones. They everything doesn't feel like it's worth it. It's not worth it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. So it's really about how do you want to live each moment? How do you want to be the the driver of this experience in this moment? You know, uh, you could watch the sunset and be like, well, I'm really sad because the day's over. Or you can be like, wow, look at those colors. Look what happens. I can't wait till tomorrow. Um, it's really about, you know, and there are, I actually know someone that doesn't like the sunset. <laughs> he thinks it's sad. Um, so... So in, in, in that sense, it's really like when you're sad and you're feeling down, ask yourself, and this is a tool, a practical tool, ask yourself, how is the perspective that I'm having helping me? And could I be having a different perspective that could actually help me feel more excited? So just to give you guys an example, like I've been robbed. I have traveled the world and I was never robbed. I was young traveler. I started traveling when I was like 12 years old. I never got robbed ever. I went to all kinds of places, Brazil. Uh, I was in Tel Aviv on my own, like walking home, no, no issues. I was in different parts of Brazil and different parts of the States and different in all over the world. And I never got robbed ever. I lived in London in, in grungy areas. People are like, you live in elephant and castle. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like you just need to, and I was like, no, no one's going to come around me. Like I have my, I've made a decision on my street in the center of Lisbon, like where I'm home, where I'm, I'm, and it's super safe, I get robbed. They broke into my car. It was like 10 seconds anyway. And I was so sad. I felt so violated. And I almost went into like this deep tunnel of like a hole. Like they robbed my computer, my iPad. I had part of my, of my work that I had written on it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this negative stress into a positive stress. This is going to stress me, but positively, like, what am I going to get out of this? Stop. I'm not going there. I'm not going into this negative, vicious, vicious cycle. And I made a decision, like, what is it you want out of this? What is this going to make you do? What is this going to push you to do? Whatever it is you're going to do. 
So life can always be taken on like in two complete, like you got a coin, you can choose what type, side of the coin you want to experience anything. So that's like a really a practical tool that if you can remember when you're feeling sad, it can help you like, okay, what can I get out of this? How can I look at this in a positive way? And I tell you something, you will lose the weight. You will lose weight because it takes more calories. It takes more energy to be positive than it is to be negative. Much more energy. It's much harder to, to wake up in the morning and make an effort to feel good. It's easy to feel negative. It's easy. All you have to do is turn on the TV and you'll get depressed. So it's really, you need to put effort into it to want to feel positive and great. But to go on to the second thing that you were asking, Pat, mm -hmm. um, about making small changes. You don't have to go to Hawaii and try to do boogie board. You don't have to go traveling around the world on your own. You don't have to go build homes for homeless in Africa. You don't have to do like extravagant. It's tiny things. Like I said, try a new dance class, wake up in the morning and make a, a, a like a connection with yourself. Like I'm going to start exercising in the morning, or I'm going to go and walk with a friend, even though I know she's much fitter than me. And I feel super horrible in my outfit that I'm going to go walk in. It's like, or I'm going to try a vegetable that I've never tried before, or I'm going to actually try and cook this, even though I hate cooking, or my sister's a chef and I suck at cooking, but I'm going to try this anyway. All these bad thoughts that we have, all the excuses. And you know, there's someone else that says an amazing saying, which I love. It's like, if it's important to you, you'll do it. If it's not, you'll make an excuse. And so it's basically like, it's, if something's not that important to you, then you will make an excuse. But if it's important to you, you'll actually make time. And um, it's it's really, it's just a choice. It's a choice. But these, these these little choices to get out of your comfort zone is so small as I'm going to try to make a smoothie this tonight and I'll have it in the morning because I know that I don't have time in the morning. So it's not going to, that excuse is not going to work for me because I'll make it at night. Oh, but I don't like the taste. Well, I'll make sure I like the taste. So it's like have an answer for your yeah. For your addiction to sabotage. Have an answer for it. Be a smart oh, ass with your, like your that. sabotage. Did you just make that up? Yeah. The addiction <laughs> to sabotage. I got to pull that quote out. I love that. I love that. Uh, we could do a whole show on our personal addiction to sabotage, right? We could talk yeah. about that. But, you know, mm -hmm. here's the thing I love about what you just said, too. And you're right about it. I mean, how did I end up in Hawaii boogie boarding, right? really kind people, a series of events, being unemployed, being a student in school, and all the good things that people had for me. But I have to tell you this. I have a handful of people in my life that I have loved, and I love to this day. I have never experienced unconditional love the way I have from Linda and her mom and dad. And Linda you know, Linda, right? Linda is the one that got you on a show here today. My best friend since 1972. She has seen the worst of me. And I think she said to me is waiting like, and she's from Jersey. So if you hear Linda talk, you know, she's seen the worst of me and she still loves me. I think she's like, and yeah, and I'm waiting for the best of you. When are you going to have that handled? But... <laughs> Gotta love the triple Virgos, folks. But this is about stopping and trying to withhold the judgment of other people's energy, voices, and messaging. Because that baby 
And I really did do that. I do a half hour stand up comedy routine on that. That baby story. The baby doesn't think, damn, these people are trying to sabotage my good because they don't give me anything to hold up on. Have you ever seen a baby determined to stand and the parents move everything outside? Have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen a baby do this? I actually do a stand-up and I demonstrate how this oh, looks. How 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 can I watch that? How can I like I want to see oh that? Oh my god. I haven't gotten out of my comfort zone to actually record it. So maybe you're gonna push me. But can you imagine a little baby, right? Have you seen this? Like I was telling my friend, dude, why are you moving all the stuff for him to like grab onto? I don't want him to like grab well, how is he gonna grab? He's gonna So you watch the little baby. And the little baby is watching you stand, and somehow they know, dude, I'm supposed to stand. Cause I don't like sitting here and crawling around. And, and so when you watch the baby do that, they will go to any length to try to rise up. Have you ever seen a baby do that? Well, my sister has a baby that's one month, one year and two months. So like I had the privilege of watching this, this, this recent moments of his life. All right. So here's my question for you, because if people get your book, I don't care what page they go to in your book. I happen to be stuck on the alkaline page today. But it doesn't matter what they do. Linda and I were told by Mary Jane Mack the other day, a couple of weeks ago, we need to get your body in balance. And I'm not going to go into the details of that. But part of it was you need to drink more water. It's the hardest thing for Linda to do. But what I love about my best friend, she was given a daunting task to take care of her kidneys, me too, gallbladder, and make changes without compromise. I never thought she'd do it. She did it. And it reminds me, Dana, what we're capable of. And I wanna ask you this question. We are living in unprecedented times. How can you remind us of what we truly are capable of? A really good question. Um, the first thing I, I can say is that I don't think we know our capacity. So consciously, we don't know how what our capacity is. Okay. And like, I love this story. And maybe I should just tell it really quickly here. Yeah. And it's in my introduction. I think it's somewhere. No, it's in the think in the chapter, you are what you think. It's, it's such an amazing story. So in India, they tie an elephant when it's a baby to a tree when it's with a huge chain, a massive, mega, yeah. huge, massive, super strong chain. And it pulls and it tugs away and it tries to get away and it does everything like the baby trying to get up. It knows it has the right to be free. It came to this world for free. It has a feeling, it, it's got that energy that I'm talking to you all about that when you know the first question you asked me today on the show, like how do you know, how, where do you get that energy to do? That energy we're br we're brought to this world with. We all have this energy. So this elephant is like, I want to get, I want to go, I want to go do this, and it pulls and it starts to as it pulls and it tries like twenty times, thirty times, a hundred times. It starts to create a belief system, like I'm not strong enough to pull this. I can't do this, and it starts to slowly give up. And as the elephant gets a bit bigger, they can replace the big chain for a smaller chain. Because the elephant has started to limit itself with its conscious mind. 
not and it's numbed itself it's closed off from its energy of its capacities that he knows what he's right his right is he knows that he's supposed how does he know he knows it it came with him from above from somewhere else and as he grows he they replace and this is true story guys i'm not making this up this is not a folk tale this is not a fairy tale or anything so they will replace the huge massive chain for a smaller chain into the point when the elephant is humongous i don't even know how many tons an elephant has actually but you guys are knowing like you guys are imagining this massive elephant they hold the elephant with a little insignificant little piece of rope that's yeah. like tiny and the elephant will not tug it won't push it won't do anything you know why because it believes that it can't it believes it created a belief system when it was only 1 year old or less that it couldn't and it is like 70 years old now or 40 years old and it believes that it can't and when i was talking about like if we haven't numbed ourselves that's the numbing i'm talking about mm-hmm. if we have if we can reconnect to what we know it's like you can call it your inner child you can call it your essence you can call it your higher self you can call it your divine energy whatever you want to call it it's the energy that lives inside of you it's the energy that you feel when you're in love it's not chemical it's really an energy um it's an energy when you look at the moon and you're like damn something else is bigger than us um when you connect to that you know you know things that no one can tell you your body has information for you that nobody else can tell you and that is so important to connect to that and i don't even know what you asked me but i'm like lost here and no that is the, that the is elephant. actually the answer you know but look. this this is like we need to stop numbing ourselves we need to stop telling ourselves that we are not able we need to stop thinking that we know we don't know we don't know and you know sometimes like i have this with myself so like don't think that i'm some kind of i am in the learning process with you guys we do um completely and and one thing that i have i constantly experience is okay what do i want now and then the question will be like well i want that and then you're like well how do you, you don't know how you're going to get there and then you have to be like okay well then it's not about what you want in the future because the future doesn't exist and you don't know if you do this and someone says pat if you do every day you do a, uh, like a podcast you will become a billionaire in 5 years that might not be true there's nothing that's guaranteed life is not guaranteed and more than ever we know that now like look what happened with this pandemic so we not we can't live for the future we have to live for the now like what do you like to do now what do you enjoy now what is happening now and you asked the question i think about how can people try to find the energy to do something good for themselves and i think yeah. one of the first things that we've forgotten is how to actually i always say like we're kind of like a disturbed species we're the only species that does things that are bad for us knowingly like there's no elephant or there's no lion that's like i'm I so love hungry yeah here's what i'm going to do dana i'm going to hold you right there because you are going to come back We need to pick this up. And when you come back, you're going to pick a song and we're going to sing off key. Because Then it has to you, be off key. You're going to sing off key. No, you can sing on key. I sing off key. Okay. 